Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics in sports podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corbin Heller. The other one of the hosts. And uh, yeah, it is uh, It is still football season. That is still the only sport happening. It's kind of weird because it's November and usually by this time, um, hockey is in full effect. Basketball is in full swing. Um Obviously, the college football season is still happening as well, but, you know, that's not usually so much of a focal point of, of the show. But because of the uh, the large, um, what's the word I'm looking for, pause in both the NHL and NBA seasons, they're still not starting up until, like, December, January. So still all we have going for us right now is the NFL, but that is fine. There's still plenty to talk about there, so we're going to be chit-chatting and running our fucking mouths today about the NFL yet again. Corwin Heller, are you ready? I am ready. Well, then let's do it, buddy. Um, So I want to talk for a moment about air yards. Um, So in the NFL, if you're you're throwing the ball, we've talked about air yards before. (coughs) Um, Quarterbacks tend to get full passing yards for things that include runs after the catch which can be disingenuous. For instance, if you are um, Carson Wentz and you throw the ball four yards, it gets caught by your receiver, and then your receiver runs 10 yards after that, um, you will get 14 passing yards, even though you only threw the ball four yards. Um, And then your receiver did 10 yards worth of additional um, yardage. So air yards is like, fuck that 10 yards. We are here to look at only what you have accomplished in the air. Um, so let's take a moment, if we may, if I may, to look at intended air yards per pass attempt. This is basically a depth of target, um, I guess, stat. So who, Corwin, in your mind, has the, the longest depth of target in the NFL? Longest depth of target. I want to say probably like a Russell Wilson or yeah, I'll go Russell Wilson. He's been slinging it. He has been slinging it. He he is fourth. Josh Allen is 10th. 10th. Okay. Okay. Tied for first with most intended air yards per pass attempt is Carson Wentz and Drew Locke. With 9.2. Huh. Yeah, I, right? Uh, Drew Locke is kind of one of those wild cards where it's like, sure, yeah, I can see it. Like, he does sling the ball. I just, you know, I, I can't say I watch enough Broncos games to really understand their playbook and, and how he's been slinging it. Carson Wentz does surprise me, especially with all the issues with their receivers that they've had. Yeah, we'll we'll certainly be talking a little bit more about Carson Wentz in just a moment because of how lopsided he is in, in some of these categories. Um, but yeah, it's a weird top five. So the top five is Drew Locke and Carson Wentz tied for first. Kirk Cousins at third with nine intended air yards per pass attempt. Russell Wilson fourth with 8.9. And then a tie for fifth with Tom Brady and Matt Ryan each at 8.7. Hmm. Weird group. It's a very yeah. weird group. Uh, that's ex- that's really the only way to describe it. It is weird. Yeah. So, 
if we look at this a different way, let's look at this as completed air yards per pass attempt. So now this is instead of um, you know, if you target um uh who's a fucking wide receiver? Name a woman. It's my favorite Billy Eichner thing. Um uh, Jameson Crowder. Um if, if you try to throw Jameson Crowder when he's ten yards away and he doesn't catch it, you that was still an intended ten uh air yards. If you throw him a ball and he catches it at five yards, that is also intended, but that was completed. So that is calculated differently. So completed air yards per pass attempt. Uh, the numbers are obviously smaller because we have taken away all of the incompletions. Um, there tend to be those tend to be much longer than your completions, just because you don't miss two yard passes with the same frequency you miss twenty yard passes. Um, plus, there are many, many more two yard passes than there are twenty yard passes. Um, so anyway, completed air yards per pass attempt. Any impression of who we got? Any of the guys in our top five, and what you think this yardage looks like? Well, I really don't want to say Carson Wentz or Drew Locke. That's just... They are both not here. Yeah. Um, man. I'll stick with Russell Wilson again. Let's see Let's see where he ends it's, up. It's still a good bet. Russell Wilson is fourth on this list. Um, tied with <laughs> tied with Dak Prescott. Um, okay. But yeah, 4.7 completed air yards for pass attempt. The leader here is Matt Ryan. At really? 5.1. All right. Yeah. Um, second place is Kirk Cousins at 4.9. And third place is Deshaun Watson at 4.8. With wow. Russ and Dak tied at fourth with 4.7. So, yeah. Is there any qualifying um, stats for this for, you know, how many are needed to qualify? Like how many passes are needed to qualify for this? I'm sure that there are, but I don't know what that is. Um, like, uh, you know, like Dak Prescott still has 222 pass attempts. Right. That's that's so many. Cool. For, yeah. in, in five games, for reference, Baker Mayfield has 243 pass attempts in nine games and has not missed a game this season. And only that means he only has 21 more pass attempts than Dak Prescott in almost twice as many games. Like. Dak Prescott was airing the ball the fuck out in his five games this season. So, who who fucking knows, you know? Right. Hmm. But so th- this had me wondering. I, I did navigate over to an Excel spreadsheet I, I threw together just out of curiosity. Um, because you'd have to assume the smaller the gap between intended air yards per pass attempt and the completed air yards per pass attempt, the better the completion percent. You know what I mean? Right. Because if you're making more of the long balls, it's going to increase your um, completed air yards per pass attempt, which would seem indicative of a better completion percent. So what I did in my spreadsheet is I just brought completion percent into the um, data set that we were looking at. Uh, and then I also, and then I just subtracted intended air yards, or sorry, I subtracted intended air yards from or man prepositions i subtracted (laughs) completed air yards from intended air yards um just to see what that number would look like so the largest discrepant number is carson wentz he is throwing oh actually sorry no he's the second largest 
Sorry, Drew. Drew Locke <laughs> is the worst. Um, so Drew Locke is throwing an average depth of target at 9.2 yards per pass attempt. But his average completion in the air per pass attempt is only uh, 3.5 yards. Wow. Which means that he is that there's a gap there of 5.7 yards on average that he's just not making. Um, and his completion percent is 55, which of the people I have on this list of the how many quarterbacks do I have here? Um, 33 quarterbacks I have here that have, I guess, any meaningful number of snaps. That is the worst. I feel like this is pushing us towards having to do a complete Carson Wentz breakdown episode like we've done with some players in the past because of how erratic he's been throughout his career, just the roller coaster that has been his efficiency and, and, and his play level. And this is just a, a whole nother level of confusion so many layers to this onion that we kind of need to pull back and i don't know if we're either a going to be able to figure that out even with a, a full episode or if there's any way we can figure that out unless we do a full episode on it i think we're definitely going to have to do a full episode i think this is a good a good um amuse bouche for for like why we would need to um because yeah it is it is a very weird career um the numbers I just read for reference were for Drew Locke, but Carson Wentz is right behind him. Carson Wentz, um, 9.2 air, intended air yards per pass attempt, just like Drew Locke. He is making, on average, 0 0.4 farther, um, 0 0.4 yards farther than Drew Locke, um, 3.9 versus 3.5, which means that his the, the uh, discrepant gap between the two of them is 5.3, which is, again, 0 0.4 yards better than Drew Locke, which is not much when you're this bad um and Carson Wentz's completion percent is also second worst in the NFL at 58 percent so at least so far this seems to be like a yeah like we ain't doing so hot um that does change pretty drastically though with the next two guys um and actually number five I have to read too so we're just going to go through the top five um Joe Burrow is the the third most discrepant player when it comes to looking at this. He has an intended air yards per pass attempt of 8.5, which isn't crazy. Um, like, 9.2 seems pretty far. 8.5 at this one seems like we're raining it in a little bit. Um, his completed air yards per pass attempt, though, 3.9, which is not great. Um, which means that the difference between those two is 4.6, which is third worst in the NFL. But his completion percent is 65%. You know what? I will fully chalk that up to the fact that the time to time to release, time to pass, uh, must be astronomically you know, low. Because I just don't know how he would be able to survive behind that offensive line without an insanely quick time to release. I mean, there is just such little protection that he has to be able to hold on to the ball, wait for, you know, a short release, 
or wait for you know uh, things to develop um, in front of him. And I, I fully would chalk that up to that. And obviously, being a rookie, we'll have to wait and see you know how things end up turning out uh, throughout the rest of his career. But my goodness, as of right now, things are probably uh, not looking too hot if you're watching Eagles play. Which you know, watching them last week against the Steelers, that's definitely true. Yeah, or watching them at all for the past like three or four years. Um, they have been bad. Uh, also, I said that 65% wasn't crazy bad. and In my mind, it still isn't, but in the NFL, he is 23rd in completion percent, which is not good. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's really not good. So I don't know. Like, what is your what is your picture of middle of the road completion percent? Uh, I would have said 65, but that's now looking like it's on the lower end. Honestly, I, I probably would have been right there with you. Um, maybe like, like honestly, like anything above like sixty-five, I would consider you know fairly good. Um, yeah, well, that is like the the line sixty-seven appears to be the um the median here. So damn, that's actually that's a good year. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. to feel about that. Because 67, like, if my quarterback was rocking a 67% completion, I'd be like, yeah, that's totally, you know, that's awesome. It's a good percentage, yeah. you know. For reference, no here, are, here are the quarterbacks throwing 67%, just to show you how weird this fucking group is. Uh, the quarterbacks that, I guess, are qualified enough in terms of snap count or um, completion or um, pass attempts, I don't know what the l- metric is here, um, that have achieved a 67% completion percent are... Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Mullins, Ben Roethlisberger, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. Wow. That is a fucking bizarre group of people. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Uh... There's no similar play like player types here. <laughs> there's no similar offense structure here. There, there, There's nothing. Which, I mean, that's usually how it goes. You know, like it is somewhat erratic and down to uh personal player rather than you know anything more complete than that um i just don't know necessarily where else you would break that down you know like where where would you draw that defining line of you know everything involves i i don't i, I don't know i I feel as though my preconceived notions of this statistical category are being challenged, and I'm not a fan. <laughs> we need to end this. Okay, let's end it. Let's never discuss this ever again. Yeah, that, that seems fair. Um, so, uh, I want to keep going with this, if I may. Um, hold on real quick. I'm doing some goddamn math. Um. Math sucks. hard. No math. Don't well, lucky math. for me, Excel does it all for me. Um, I just push all the buttons. All right. Anyway, um, so let's keep looking at the that top five of most discrepant figures between um, intended air yards and completed air yards. So we just did Joe Burrow at four point six. The next person down on the list, the fourth largest gap between intended air yards and completed air yards, is Lamar Jackson. Um, 8.5 intended air yards per pass attempt, 
Um, 4.1 completed air yards per pass attempt. That's a 4.4 yard gap um, and a 64% completion percent, which seems to track based on what we've seen, which is Mm -hmm. weird. Right? Yes. It's just tough because he's been so inconsistent with his passing all season long. Uh, You know, like he he doesn't have that deep ball accuracy that we saw last year, which I definitely think affects this because he's intending to throw the ball deep. He's unable to throw the ball deep. Um, and it's just, you know, all over the place. Yeah. It's so tough because if you talking about uh, Lamar Jackson, if you take away his 2019 season and just compare 2018 passer Lamar Jackson to 2020 passer Lamar Jackson. It's it's a it's a really great step forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking at it right now. His completion percentage is higher. Um, his rate of attempts is higher. Completions is is higher. Um, like everything you'd want. There's a couple more interceptions, but like that's not a huge deal, all things considered. It's because it's not a big number. Um, his average yards per attempt is higher. Um, his yards per game is higher. His passer rating, QBR, everything higher. Um, so if you took out 2019, you'd be like, yeah, I'm like, sign me up for this Lamar Jackson, but you look at like the great season that preceded. And this is the, always the tough part about having a really phenomenal MVP season for any player is that that then becomes what you're judged based on. So even though this is, a, it's Aaron Rodgers, this happens to Aaron Rodgers all the time when he has a mediocre season for him, but it's a great season for anybody else. But everyone talks about how it's a mediocre season for him when in reality, it's a great season. It, and while this isn't a great season for Lamar Jackson, this is not a bad season for Lamar Jackson. No, not at all. And it does come down to that whole issue of um, when you have that historic season, like you were saying, and it also happened to come your second year in the league, that's trouble because that is specifically now what is not only expected, but you're expected to continue to grow on top of it. And when you have a season that is historic, but also historically efficient, which is not just... growth in how do you meet those expectations now? Well, you, you have a point, and it makes a ton of sense, like, it's, especially with the age factor, because, he, like, when Nick Foles was balling out in Philly in his, like, last season there, um, Everyone was saying like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Also, we should not expect this next year because he is old. Um, <laughs> also, he has a history of seasons that are mixed. So this is probably just a ceiling season. and He's not going to be this guy. Um, 
which everyone like universally accepted and was like, hey, maybe you get this, but you're probably not. Um, but uh, you're right. Like Lamar Jackson is what, 24? Um, 23. Yeah, 23. Yeah. Like it's it feels different because you're expecting a progression. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, actually, which is funny because right behind Lamar Jackson in the um, um, discrepant category of, of yardage is Nick Foles. Um, <laughs> actually, this is a really uh, weird gro- group. Um, so it's it's the, the difference between um, intended air yards and completed air yards that we're looking at here is 4.3. And that group is Nick Foles, Tom Brady, and Sam Darnold. And oh, this is a so, but like, li- here's the story behind the numbers here. So Nick Foles has a, 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 an intended air yards per pass attempt of eight yards. He has a completed air yards per pass attempt of 3.7 yards. So he's getting, you know, making a couple more mid-range shots, and he's, he's making a so-so amount of them. He's still, still more on the check down side here, 65% completion percent. Sam Darnold is intending 7.1 air yards per pass attempt and only completing 2.8 of them for his 4.3 with a completion percent of 59%. So he's not even really making... Like, seven yards is fine. Um, It's nothing crazy. It's not so short. um, But it's definitely... It's not even... I'm tough to... I'm pressed to call it even mid-range based on the range of numbers we've seen in this column. Um, but 2.8, that is check down city. I mean, that's like completing one long pass a game, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. So that 4.3, coupled with that 59% completion percent, is really damning. Uh, whereas you look at Tom Brady, 8.7 intended air yards per pass attempt, the longest of the group. Um, completed air yards per pass attempt of 4.4, also by far the longest of the group. For his difference of 4.3, which means he's taking longer shots downfield, but he's also making a higher percentage of his shots downfield, which shows up in his completion percent of 66%, which is the highest of this group as well. So three same, these three players are the same amount yardage-wise discrepant between these averages, but three wildly different ways of getting there. I want Sam Darnold to go to a good team because this is like the exact reason why like people still have so much hope for him because he shows he can get it done, you know. It's just the offense he he is in is just so unrelentingly suppressive of talent that even when you have a player that can perform very well and you know can show those periods of high performance it's just it's suppressed further and further each time i i want to 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 tell a story about sam darnold by using your favorite player ben roethlisberger i like ben roethlisberger did you know that ben roethlisberger and sam darnold both have the exact same intended air yards per pass attempt of 7.1 i did not well now you do now Let's take a look at their stats. So Sam Darnold, intended air yards, 7.1. Ben Roethlisberger, intended air yards, 7.1. Sam Darnold, completed air yards per pass attempt, 2.8. Ben Roethlisberger, 3.2. 
Um, yards, air yards, uh, sorry, yards after catch. Uh, we'll leave that out to the side for now. Um, that is a difference between those two numbers for Sam Darnold, a 4.3, as we said before, and for Ben Roethlisberger, 3.9. So Sam Darnold is like leaving on the table 4.3 yards per of air yards per pass attempt. Ben Roethlisberger leaving 3.9. Sam Darnold's completion percent, 59%. Ben Roethlisberger, 67%. Yeah, uh, I would just like to point out that Ben Roethlisberger is coming off of reconstructive elbow surgery on his throwing arm. Uh, Sam Darnold's not. 22 and should be better. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, I I don't want to put that all on him. Obviously, Sam Darnold is um, at a point where there is more going on and there is more that is affecting him compared to, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. Like, there's more detracting from his progression than all of that. There's more factors that are causing him to, to unfortunately, struggle the way he is. And, it, you know, obviously Ben Roethlisberger being a, a what, near near 20-year vet? Uh, he is uh, 38, so yes, yeah. he's probably 15, 16 years in. Yeah, uh, 16 years in right now, soon to be 17 at the completion of this year. But regardless... um, Irregardless. Irregardless, you're right. (laughs) English words, hard. Uh, Why say many word when few word do trick? Uh, This also shows up in um, the difference between uh, attempts. Because... Sam Darnold has Sam Darnold has a 191 pass attempts. Ben Roethlisberger is 334. So it's not it's not quite double. It's like one and a half. Nah, it's more than that. One and three quarters that the amount of pass attempts. Um, Ben Roethlisberger 223 completions. Sam Darnold 112. So that's double yards. Ben Roethlisberger 2200. Sam Darnold 1050. So that's double. Um, mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, 200, 2,400, I guess I'll say, um, intended air yards, Sam Darnold, 1,300. That's almost double. Like a lot of this is in a lot of weird ways to scale. So you might be able to say that if you gave Sam Darnold the, just the quantity of pass attempts that Ben Roethlisberger got, depending if we want to say there's enough talent there to eventually cover that 0.4 yard gap that the two of them have between completion uh, completed air yards for pass attempt. Um, that might end up helping buoy some more of his underlying stats, um, help buoy his completion percent, and yada, yada, yada. But it's tough to say because he's not getting the opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. Um, you just yada, yada over the best part. I mentioned the lobster bisque. I mentioned the bisque. Uh, every time yeah. we, every time you say yada yada, that plays in my head, and you've been saying it so much more lately. I'm, I just need to keep watching Seinfeld constantly. I mean, that's the answer to everything, truly. Yeah, You're uh, not wrong. Who do you think has the shortest intended air yards per pass attempt in the season so far? The shortest. So who's the check down king? Basically. Oh man. Um. I really want to think on this for a second. Who? Oh, God. What? Um, hmm. 
That's really hard to say because I like without digging into it further. Um, I don't want to just kind of come out and say anything. Uh, because honestly, like there there are some guys that we talked about. Like Sam Darnold would have been one of mine. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like uh, Derek Carr. I do not see Derek Carr in the top ten. Okay. Okay. Any other guesses? No, I don't want to guess because I'll I'll sound stupid, and there's none coming to mind immediately. That it's going to make me feel dumb in a minute. All right. Well, it is Drew Brees. Wow. By Again, should me, have been add. something I thought of, but it that definitely isn't going to be one that jumps out at you. By oh, a yeah. lot, it is not close. By a very significant amount. Okay, okay. What numbers are we talking about here? So the second smallest intended air yards for pass attempt is a tie between Nick Mullins and Jimmy Garoppolo, which is hilarious, but also is kind of poetic because they're, you know, the same team. So right. A lot of really interesting play calling with that. Um, they're at 6.3. Okay. That is second smallest, 6.3. Very small. Drew Brees yeah. is at 5.4. Whoa. That's almost an entire yard less um, on average over the course of a lot of a lot of passing. You add up Mullins's and Garoppolo's passing attempts, um, and that's 331. Sorry, 230. No, I was right. Wait, 311. Jesus Christ. 311 pass attempts. Drew Brees, 298. So it's close enough, you know, off by a game's worth of pass attempts. Um, And Drew Brees has a completion percent of 74%, which is also much higher than the next highest person. Eh, Not much, actually, I should say. That's being unfair to Teddy Bridgewater, who's at 72. Um, (laughs) Love you, Bridge. But... In my mind, if I was, if I was, and I understand, you know, this is partly playing to Drew Brees' strengths. It's partly Drew Brees is a forty-one-year-old man. Um, like, there's a lot of reasons that you wouldn't do this, but I would almost say, like, look, we don't necessarily need that high of a completion percent, and we might end up benefiting more from, you know, pushing our receivers or our targets, like, for our receivers. I don't know, another yard to three yards out. So you might sacrifice a little bit on the completion percent, but gain a little bit on the yardage. And if we can save on the pass attempts and get the same amount of yardage over time, then like, why not? You know, but right. I'm not Especially sure if- when you have a guy like Mike Thomas. Yeah. Uh, one of the top three receivers in the game. Um, mm-hmm. Because if, if you look at it, if you gave Drew Brees that one extra yard just to um, cover the, the, uh, the, the the gap in intended air yards. Um, what are his actual yards on the season? Oh, uh, it's not, it's I not here. I could not tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was looking at the spreadsheet like, it's got to be here. No, no, it's not. Um, I have I have a tab open that'll tell me, though. So don't you worry your pretty little hearts out there, folks. I'm, I'm coming. Is it not on this sheet either? Okay. No, it is. <laughs> oh, man. I got really afraid for a second. Um, Drew Brees has 2,200 yards on the season. Wow, that is so good. Man, they don't need anything. Since he missed time. 
no, not yet. He's about to. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, this. So we're recording this on Sunday, um, but at 10 a.m. So the games haven't happened yet, and so today is the day that Taysom Hill will be starting instead of um, Jameis Winston. Lord knows why, um, but we can talk about that later. So let's say he he threw one extra yard farther, and let's um to make that completed air yards look not so wonky. Let's give him an extra third of a yard. So mm-hmm. if we gave him an extra um third of a yard on top of everything else that he's got what would we be looking at if you're asking me to do math i'm not going to do it all right fine i'll do it so if i tacked on an additional third of a yard for every completion he he had in the air though so i want to look at completed air ah Wrong buttons. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Um, man, he's so good. So for every completion he had... Oh, that's that's the way I should do it. For every completion he had, I should just take a third of that, and that would give me um, the amount of additional yards it would go. So he has 219 completions. That's fucking stupid. Um, times 0.3. would be an extra 65 yards on top of his 20. So that would... Actually, wow, that's so crazy. He'd be in the exact same position yardage-wise. He'd be still just shy of passing Big Ben for 15th in the NFL instead of sitting where he currently is at 16th. But he'd still be at 16th. Um, maybe we would, maybe it'd have to be bolder for it to make a difference. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I want Drew Brees to throw oh, more long balls. That's that's what I'm coming I, out to. I don't because I've seen him throw long balls this year, and it's it's not the Drew Brees we think of. But I want it. I, I know you want it. I want Drew Brees to live forever and to always be in his prime and to be the guy that we've watched over the past 10 years, 15 years. We've watched. He's been around much longer than that. But regardless, irregardless, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do John's a pool noodle. Um. Real quick, as as a slight deviation, why do you think the um, Saints are playing Taysom Hill instead of Jameis Winston? Because uh, Sean Payton just loves stroking his ego. And he's convinced Taysom Hill is a thing. I don't know. I mean, he's had some games and he can make plays and all this. Like, he is a Gadget player, but a very good gadget player. I just, I don't, I don't know why. He like he's a player that's very capable of doing good things. I just, I can imagine looking at him and saying, "Yeah, that's that is the better of the two quarterbacks we have on the roster." Like, yes, Jameis Winston threw thirty interceptions his last year as a starter. But at the end of the day, he's still capable of pushing the ball down. So here, here is my my rationale. I like yours too. I think that also makes a ton of sense given who Sean Payton is as a human being. Um, the way I saw it is that New Orleans doesn't need to win games to cover ground. 
they really just need to not suck enough that they lose games. Like, obviously, they it's a sport. They have to continue winning. But, like, because Jameis Winston is a very boomer bust player. He can absolutely go out there and win you a game, but he can also go out there and lose you a game. Whereas maybe they think, and I don't buy it entirely, but maybe they think Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill won't go out there and actively lose them games in the same way that Jameis Winston would and that they think they can plan around that better. Um, and if the if the games start getting away from them, then they can go to Jameis Winston to go out there and throw a bajillion fucking yards. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're on they're leading their division by a half a game, but they are leading their division. Like if they were in who's close but not quite there. Um, geez, the Giants, <laughs> man, the NFC, you suck. Uh, if they were, if they were like close to being on top of the division, but weren't and their starting quarterback went down, maybe you take the riskier chance with Jameis Winston in terms of the interceptions, knowing that he's also going to get you every single yard imaginable, plus a bunch of touchdowns. And you just eat the INTs for what they are on the back of all that other production. But again, I don't fully buy that because if you're Sean Payton, you should if you're a good enough coach, you should be able to figure out how to either mitigate the interceptions from Jameis Winston via play calling or decision making or gaming around his decision making that leads to the interceptions. I don't I think it's so disrespectful to Jameis Winston um and that he is a better quarterback than Taysom Hill. A man, by the way, who has 18 pass attempts in his career. People are acting like we know who Taysom Hill is as a quarterback. 18 pass attempts in three seasons. That's it. Uh, uh, like, and he's what? Davis like, Winston is 2,500. 31? Uh, Taysom Hill is 30. Jesus Christ. Like, it's. Davis Winston is 26. 26 has the ability to throw for over 5,000 yards, has thrown for over 5,000 yards. Yeah, he turns the ball over a lot, and that's you know not a insignificant factor to Kidder. That's definitely huge. But God, Taysom Hill just offers such little ceiling, passing wise. I I I know, man. And like last season when he threw thirty interceptions, he still finished with a quarterback rating of eighty four point three. Which is it good? No, but. God damn, that's not bad for a man who threw 30 interceptions. I mean, he led the entire NFL in pass attempts, yards, and yards per game. He had 33 touchdowns. Like, I get it. It wasn't like the world's greatest season turnover-wise, but it's still a pretty good fucking season. He got sacked 47 times last year. Jesus. Taysom Hill? No, Jameis Winston. Oh, okay. I was going to say, holy shit. 47. It's a good amount. Not, that's a lot. not the craziest I've seen, uh, but that's definitely still a significant amount. Um, just looking over and like thinking this over a little bit further, the biggest thing that I could see for why they would be doing the Taysom Hill experiment rather than Jameis Winston is at the end of the day, the short passing game, allowing the receivers to rack up the yak 
um, is probably going to stay much similar with Taysom Hill compared to what Jason or Jameis Winston would be offering. So what I'm trying to say is the playbook isn't going to change nearly as dramatically with Taysom Hill compared to Jameis Winston. You know, you put Jameis in, obviously his biggest uh, strength is, you know, pushing the ball downfield. You'd want to utilize that. That's a biggest, that's a big jump for the rest of the players on the offense. Um, Whereas with Taysom Hill, you're obviously going to try and keep those short passes, quick passes, get, you know, open receivers, quick reads, things like that, things to, you know, favor Taysom Hill and, you know, getting the ball out of his hands as quick as possible. So that won't be as big of a change with him there. That being said, it's not exactly what I would do. But at the end of the day, you know, there's continuity to to consider. <sighs> yeah, see, I guess that's the thing is like I can in some ways wrap my head around maybe why they would do this, but that also does not mean I like it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um all right. You wanna talk about drops? Uh yeah, let's talk about some drops. Let's talk about drops. Who do you think has the what quarterback do you think has suffered the most drops from his receivers in the Oh man. Uh maybe Ben Roethlisberger? Just because I've seen the most of that. Ding 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 ding. Ben Roethlisberger. He is tied with Aaron Rodgers. They both have suffered twenty two drops. So far. That's so fucking many. Yeah. Uh Coming in at third, tied for third, is a combination of Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, and Matthew Stafford, each with 21. Sixth place, Tom Brady, also has 20. Those are all the people who have 20 or more. Um, that is not good. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but dropping the football is not what you should be doing with it. Oh, damn, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. Yeah. Um so you know Aaron Rodgers 67.8% completion percent of the season, you know, so the drops obviously hurt every bit, but at the same time, he's got 2500 yards. He is powering through it. Um Ben Roethlisberger 66.8% completion percent, 2200 yards. They obviously hurt. He is getting through it. His team is undefeated. Um Josh Allen, where are you Josh Allen? 68.4% completion percent, 2,800 yards? Jesus. Um, fuck you, Josh Allen. Um, so he's doing fine. Carson Wentz, man. These drops gotta hurt. <laughs> Carson Wentz, man. His completion percent is 58.2. 2,091 yards. Oh, man. Those extra 21 pass- passes would have probably really helped. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it would have changed the narrative of the season, but at the same time, yeah, like having that many is is quite detrimental. If you add in just this is hilarious. I know every quarterback gets drops, and like you can't just do this, but we're gonna just do it. Um, if you add in those twenty one passes that got dropped, his completion percent goes from fifty eight point two to sixty four point three. 
Uh, one of the worst in the league to one of those average, but at the same time, uh, yeah, it would put him, um, 26th, just below Ryan Tannehill, just above Lamar Jackson. Um, there you go. Also, you know, this is the conversation we often have with pitching is like, you know, um, there is a sequence to things. A dropped pass with one play is going to have to then lead to another play at the same yardage, but a worse down situation, which is going to lead to more plays come as a result of you dropping a pass than you completing a pass um, that mm-hmm. are probably negative. Um, you know, it puts you yeah. in a worse spot. Falling behind 2-0 and on account puts you in a worse spot to have to pitch than being ahead 0-2. Dropping a pass on first down is worse than catching a pass and it being, you know, second and three is a much different look than second and ten. You know, it, it's that type of gamesmanship. So the 342 pass attempts that Carson Wentz has, which is, ugh, um, is a lot as a result, I would assume, in part because of these dropped passes because Carson Wentz hasn't proven himself to be good enough to overcome them the way that Roethlisberger, Rodgers, and Allen have been able to. That'd be my guess. Yeah. See, you know, your guess is as good as mine. It's just one of those things where we won't know. Because even Matt Stafford isn't, like, it's kind of a mixed bag in terms of him with these drops. Like, he's got a 63.7% completion, uh, but that's, that would have been, in my mind, like, eh, not great, not terrible. It's 27th in the NFL, so that's obviously not good. But he also has 2,400 yards in the season so far, which is pretty decent. And his team is not out of the playoff hunt, which I guess is something. Um, they're 4-5, and five, which isn't good, but there's enough football left to be played that they could make it, man. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean... Fucking Carson Wentz is just chugging dick over there, man. As he does. He does do it. Uh, So far, who has a meaningful number of um, pass attempts that has zero drops? Because Cedric Wilson and his one pass attempt does not not count with his zero drops. Uh, show me the pass attempts. Garrett Gilbert so far has zero drops with his 38 pass attempts. That doesn't mean much. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Who's actually playing a lot? Kyler Murray only has nine. That's pretty amazing. Same thing with Phillip Rivers and Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew and Kirk Cousins and Sam Darnold and Jimmy Garoppolo and Andy Dalton. Uh, well, I was ready to talk about Kyler Murray for a second, but yeah, if if all those guys kind of get looped in together, okay, that that's nothing special, I guess. Yeah, this isn't fun. So let's talk about bad throws. Who do you think has the most bad throws this season so far? Wow, that's most, a big number. Most bad throws? Oh, fuck. Yes. I really need to get this. I want to guess this so bad. I feel like Lamar Jackson might be up there. Um, He... Is not. He's 21st. Well, I guess, you know, not throwing all that much kind of helps out there. Bad throws. Uh, is Philip Rivers up there? 13th. Okay. Okay. Not really getting closer. 
Um, hmm. Man, this is tough because I want to get this, but it's hard to judge volume and also being shit. Uh, Baker, because I feel like he's been up and down. He's had some bad games. 15th. Fuck. I am not getting good at this. Getting colder. Um, uh, da, 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 da. All right, just give it to me. I don't want to turn this whole episode into a guessing game. We just spent so much time shitting on it. Oh, Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, no. I didn't even think of him, too. You know how many he has? Like 30. 70. What? 70. That's fucking ridiculous. Now he is tied for first with Tom Brady, who also has 70. Holy shit. Yes, but um Tom Brady Tom Brady has 385 pass attempts, first of all. Wow. Which okay. why? Oh my god, that is so many. It's the most in the NFL. Um but Tom Brady's completion percent, as has been mentioned, is 66. Carson Wentz's is 58.2. Um, and Tom Brady has 700 more yards than Carson Wentz. Double the touchdowns. Half the interceptions. I mean, it's... So, yeah, he's got a ton more bad throws. Part of that appears to be scheme rather than talent. You know, like, clearly there is... There is um, a want for Tom Brady to be throwing a lot, which is going to lend itself to more bad throws, um, more, more, more errant throws. Um, because if you're throwing more, the volume is just going to factor in here. You know, because if you look at it as a percent, bad throw percent, Carson Wentz, 21 and a half, Tom Brady, 18.7, almost a full three points fewer, which uh, percentage wise means a lot. Um, conversely, Tom Brady's on target percent is 74.1. Carson Wentz's is 71.6, all, you know, two and a half points lower. So even though they're matched in this volume-based category, because Tom Brady is throwing the ball far, but also throwing it accurately, um, this isn't that big of a deal for him. Mm-hmm. Also, Tom Brady's receivers have been doing better. He has 20 drops to Carson Wentz's 21. But as a percent, that's only 5.3% versus Carson Wentz's 6.4. So Tom Brady is living in a scheme where he's asked to throw a very large volume the same way Carson Wentz is, which has led to the same number, raw number of bad throws as Carson Wentz. But because Tom Brady is performing at a higher level, he is completing more of his passes. So he's eat, he is finding ways to eat the bad throws more than Carson Wentz is. Those 70 bad throws are life and death in terms of his statistics and how well his team performs. And they are not for Tom Brady because Tampa Bay has built better around him and he's performed better in those instances. Also, Tom Brady is, you know, 43 years old and still playing extremely high level football and stupid good. I know, you know, we just talked about the numbers and reasoning as why, but at the same time, dude just looks like he's playing very well. Yeah. It, I mean, it's serious. This, I'm like, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to leave it alone. Um, say it. Say it. Say nope. It, third say third it. on this list is weird because it's it's Patrick Mahomes with 62 Ooh. bad throws. Um, I 
do not want to look at the stats or watch any film to see what the issue is. I'm just going to assume that because most of his throw and catches are so ridiculous that anytime any of his receivers don't catch the ball, it gets chalked up as a bad throw. It, but I um, truth in this case because he's too good. Yeah, again, th- this is really going to fall mostly into the the Tom Brady conversation that we, we just had moments ago. The volume of throws is very high. 329 attempts is so much, especially because he's missing one game on Tom Brady, nine games versus 10. Um, his receivers are doing the best of this threesome group here so far, 4.1% drop rate. Um, his bad throw percent is a little bit higher than, than Brady's, but not too much, 19.4. So he splits the difference between Brady and Wentz. But his on-target percent is seventy-seven point seven. Like he's 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 playing really, really, really fucking well, you know. Um, and his his overall completion percent, um, where are you, Patrick Mahomes? Is just about sixty-seven percent. So like he's he too is talented enough in the throws that aren't bad, that the bad throws don't really factor in as much as they would for somebody like Wentz. Ooh. Ooh, you wanna you wanna who has the worst bad throw percent? Yes, please. Okay, but this is a who's who of who's sucking dick. Um, our top five, eh, top six. Um, number one, the worst, Drew Luck. Twenty five point four percent of his throws are bad. That is wild. That is not great, especially for a guy slinging it so deep every time, because. One out of four of his throws are so bad that, like, they're literally bad throws are considered the uncatchable throws. I think you have to be a certain number of yards away um, from from your receiver. Do I have it here? Um, it just says poor throws. That doesn't help, you dumb bitch. Um, but yeah, I pretty sure we I used to know the, the the distinguishing factor, but I don't remember. It's like three feet or something like that. Yeah, I, I know we've looked this up um, and talked about it on the show when we did like an advanced stats episode where we just went through like the glossary. But um, it is a certain number of yards away that deems it to be an uncatchable pass. Um, so it's not like you just missed your receiver, you know, by like a yard or something like that. It's it's like they couldn't have gotten there. Um, so 25, one out of every four of your throws being so bad, they're basically uncatchable is ridiculous. Um, Coupled with a 5.7% drop percent means that Drew Locke's not doing well. His receivers aren't helping him out that much. Um, he's only on target 67.5% of the time, which means that the th- his throws he has that aren't bad still aren't good. <laughs> um, Jesus, man, that's awful. Can you read off the full bottom five just in order? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So the full bottom five is Drew Locke at 25.4%. Dwayne Haskins at 24.3%. Carson Wentz. Nope. Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield tied at 21.4%. Number five is Matthew Stafford at 20.2%. And then Sam Darnold at 20% is number six. Number seven is weird. It's Patrick Mahomes. But again, he throws the ball so much that he he is an anomaly amongst this group. Um, Because if you look down to finish out the whole bottom 10, because at this point, why not? Uh, number eight is Cam Newton at 19.3%, Gardner Minshew at 18.8%, and then uh, Tom Brady at 18.7%. But again, there's some there's different reasons, I think, for those those two guys being here. 
but yeah, it's oof. All the guys over twenty percent are playing genuinely relatively poorly. Uh, Matthew Stafford being at Stafford and Mayfield doing the best of the group, but you know, mixed bag seasons for sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Who? Uh, hmm. Hmm. Anyone there specifically you want to talk about further? Uh, I. I don't know because, like, Matthew Stafford, 20.2% bad throws. That's pretty bad. One out of every five of your throws sucks. Um, I'm not sure if that counts throwaways, though, but he doesn't really have that many. He only has, He's only thrown away the ball three times this season. How? Okay. All right. How many times do you think Matthew Stafford's been sacked this season? 15. I'll take the under, but not by a lot. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 2020, sack 22. Yeah. Yeah. He should be getting rid of the ball more. Holy shit, dude. I mean, 22 over what? 10 Nine games? games? Nine games? That's not a crazy amount. That's, you know. He's going to get sacked 40 times. Yeah. That's a good chunk. Jesus Christ. All right, so first off, Matthew Stafford needs to throw the ball away. Um, he needs to get the ball in uh, um, Kenny Galladay's hands just every single play. Kenny Galladay, Quintessi. I don't even know if Marvin Jones is still there, but I think so. Oh, jeez, oh, who knows? Um, so, and anyway... Um, of his 311 attempts, 61 of those throws have been bad, according to Pro Football Reference, and 237 of them have been on target. Um, I don't know what those other 20-odd passes are classified as, I guess, somewhere in the middle. Um, who's to say? Uh, oh, actually, those might be... Uh, the drops? No, because this would definitely be on target. I don't know. No. Um, but that is one of the better groupings in terms of percentages here. Because, yeah, 20% bad, but 78.5% on target's pretty good. I mean, it is literally the best in the top 20 in terms of the people who also rank high in bad throw percent. Um, that's 78.5. Uh, 78.5 is actually ninth best in the NFL. So oh. I'd be tempted to say you chew that and you deal with it. Um, but at the same time, Matthew Stafford's having no, he's not having a bad, he's just such a weird quarterback, man. Uh, I still consider him underappreciated. Okay, compared to you know, some of uh. You know, compared to the level that you expect out of quarterbacks and you expect them to perform with, you know, the skill level of the players around them, Matthew Stafford is almost always the kind of guy that outperforms. Like, what he does with what he has almost always is better than what you would get with, you know, 
ninety percent uh, of the rest of the NFL. Maybe not ninety. Ninety is a pretty high number, but I uh, I am fully on the Matt Stafford is on the train. All right, all right. That is that is fair. That is fair. Um, I I want to get towards wrapping up because we've been going at this for a while, and it's always easy to just keep looking at random ass stats for football because there are many, and deciding whether or not they have merit is always fun. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap us up on on this point. Who do you think has the most broken tackles in the NFL this season so far? Broken tackles. Oh, broken man. tackles. Um, broken tackles. Uh, who has been a little? I don't want to say Z. I don't think it would be. Um, that's hard to say because I don't know. It's hard to maybe like Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Uh, he is like fourth. So. Okay, he is okay. fourth for rushing with seventeen. I don't know. Hold on one second. Because um, I'm trying to sneakily add rushing and receiving. So with with also his receiving broken tackles, he has three of those, so he has 20. Um, the the leader is Dalvin Cook. Okay, yeah. Yeah, have seen that. Yeah, right. He has 24 rushing broken tackles. He has... Four receiving broken tackles for 28 broken tackles overall. However, shouts to uh, Alvin Kamara, who has 10 rushing broken tackles um, and 14 receiving broken tackles for 24 broken tackles as well. Uh, But Dalvin Cook getting the edge there because he has four receiving broken tackles. But Alvin Kamara doing damage. That's wildly impressive. Yeah, right? Like, number two in the broken tackles for receiving is DeAndre Hopkins with 12. I just, at the end of the day, like, that is just wildly impressive. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes some sense because of the check down nature of New Orleans. So he's probably getting a lot of, like, you know, one, two-yard passes that count as passes, but they're basically the same as as a lateral just slightly more forward um and you know so he's starting from his his pretty normal running position but yeah doesn't change the fact that 24 broken tackles no matter how you get them is still super cool yeah i mean you watch that offense it's it's basically kamara out wide you know out of the backfield and boom drew Brees is right there giving it to him and he just has space in front of him to make one guy miss and he's usually good for uh Good chunk of yards after the fact. All right, real quick. Do you know who Mike Davis is? Yeah. Who is he for the people? Uh, Running back for – backup running back for the Carolina Panthers, replacement for McCaffrey when he was hurt. All right, so he has 10 broken tackles. Yeah. As a receiver. Ooh, okay. What do you think the average depth of target is for Mike Uh, Davis? I think it's going to be negative. I think it's going to be swing plays behind the line of scrimmage. So I'll say negative 0.2 yards. Oh, man, you're so fucking good. Negative 0.8. Ah, I'm the best. Yeah, because I was looking and because um, what what we what I said was, was very true. Alan Kamara, as a receiver, his average depth of target is 0.7 yards. DeAndre Hopkins is, is 8.9. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
I mean, granted, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins really good at that. Oh, so. he's so fucking good. Who do you think has the 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 most negative average depth of target as a receiver in the NFL this season? Uh, as a receiver, lowest average depth of target or like highest negative? Same highest difference. negative, same difference. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Uh. Who would be a good like swing player like that? I don't know. That's tough. Uh, so. Who's used in screens a lot? I feel like that would be the big deciding factor. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, fucking Chase Claypool. I don't know. No, because he's always... that's That doesn't work because it's average, so it's not just... Hmm. This is tough. I don't know. I really don't know. It has to be a running back of some kind. It is. It is. Yeah, all the guys who are negative are running backs. Um, he said I without checking. Yes, um, Mike Davis. Yes, they are all running backs. No, not Mike. Da- Mike Davis is twelfth. Oh God. Okay. Number one is Jonathan Taylor of right. Indianapolis. Negative yeah. two point four yards. Average. Yeah, right. His average depth of target. He has. He has twenty three targets. And is averaging negative two point four yards of, uh, I guess, how far away from Philip Rivers he is standing. Dalvin Cook is second with negative two point two. Holy shit! Right. So, so Jonathan Taylor's um, total yards before contact, um, which is total yards passes traveled in the air before being caught. Is negative fifty five. He has negative fifty five yards before the catch. Davin Cook. Davin Cook is negative thirty nine. For reference, Stefan Diggs has six hundred seventy. <laughs> <laughs> is he still leading in uh, receiving yards? Yes. Or is, nice. Sorry, he's leading in yards before a catch. The leader in receiving yards is DeAndre Hopkins. He has six more. DeAndre Hopkins has 912 receiving yards. Stefan Diggs has 906. Um, hold on, real quick. Who is the um, who's the the positive equivalent of Jonathan Taylor with his 55 negative yards? Um, Antonio Brown. So Antonio Antonio Brown has the same positive. Please refer to him by his real name, please. Mr. Big Chest has the same number is is the positive version. Jonathan Taylor is the, is the anti Antonio. Antonio with his 55 positive yards before the catch. Jonathan Taylor with his negative 55 yards before the catch. And that is fucking hilarious. That's just stupid. Like that's fucking ridiculous. Whoa, hold on. Jason Witten's playing football this year? Yeah, dude. With Vegas? Yeah, dude. When the hell did this happen? Uh, this offseason. Man, did I, I'm not sure I was alive for this offseason. It's because there's nothing really of note that has been done utilizing Jason Witten to, you know, denote us talking or anyone talking about I mean, him I, this year. I can tell with his 45 yards before the catch. Yeah, it has not been anything of Jason Witten. Of old. 
Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. All right. Then let's let's uh let's get out of here. Anything else you want to say before we dip? If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. Until Thursday, y'all have a good one. Bye.